0: what's up everybody brett bachelor here from second and victory we wanted to take a couple seconds before we dive into this episode of the second and victory podcast to remember our friend matt neely matt was a very near and dear friend to us and to a lot of people matt was one of those guys that when he walked in the room he made everybody else around him a much better person that's just who he was We're doing our 69th episode and our Titans regular season preview in honor of Matt Neely, two of those things that meant so much to him. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. Matt, we love you, buddy. We miss you, and we know you're looking down on us. Tighten up, man. We love you, bud. Second and victory.
1: Welcome back into the Second to Victory podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. Appreciate you guys listening. Hey, The Titans roster is set at 53. Now, is it going to be the exact 53 that we see right now on paper? I'd say not. But I'm here to talk about it all with my two co-hosts, Brett Batchelor and Chris Carter. What's up, boys?
0: What's up? How's it going? What's going on? I think that's the truth, though. I
1: think the 53-man roster, as you see right now, is not the 53-man roster you're going to see September 11th.
2: It's going to change. Especially with this effective I, I mean, there's a bye week effectively between the regular season and the and what we've experienced so far. So there's a lot of time for for Trader John to make some more moves.
1: I think so. So let's just kind of dive into it to begin with. Um what I mean <laughs> I was kinda of wondering are the Titans gonna make any cuts? They did they kinda of waited the last minute to start to start making cuts. You know, you saw teams throughout the day start making <laughs> cuts. Um And I was like, all right, at some point, you know, they made they made a few on Monday, uh, but nothing significant. You know, Tuesday is the cut day. So, you know, more going to happen then. But, you know, 12 o'clock, nothing happened. One o'clock, nothing happened. Two o'clock, I think at the end of two o'clock, you may get your first cut. I forget who it was, but it's like, all right, okay, what's going on? Uh, And then they kind of all started uh, coming out one by one of of players getting cut. Um, Who are you
2: most surprised about? I mean, David and Nini, like, I kind of thought I that was a so the guy too, they, they'd hang on to. Um, he had a good preseason. Joe Jones, I mean, the Great linebacker, court, the, the linebacker, I think is the biggest um, shocks to me, Joe Jones and, and David. Um, I, especially because just a couple days ago, Vrabel was raving about Joe Jones and, and his special teams leadership and contributions and, um I, I just found it interesting that they they decided to go the route of of not hanging on to him
0: uh i think i agree with with the ninny uh i don't know man it just felt like that's a position too where you where you need some depth uh, i don't know dude i i, I really was surprised because i thought I, it wasn't a sure in with the ninny, but i thought there was a great chance he was going to make it so uh, when, when that one came out, that was one of the ones that, that kind of made my head turn and kind of look at the roster a little bit different way.
1: If I had to look, I mean, obviously the 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 one that sticks out is Woodside. He's been here for, for a couple of years now, and, and we knew that the competition he was in with, with Malik Willis, um, some receivers, Des Fitzpatrick, you know, he's a guy that we all thought would have a sophomore uh, season, uh, a good sophomore season, but it just never panned out. And I, I tweeted this today. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at second in victory. It's just the pick we all kind of scratched our head at the time and then we scratched our head through the season last year and you you were hopeful that that Des would, would turn it around. We know that he got the offseason award for, for best offensive player. And you're like, okay, all right, maybe he's making a stride this year. And no, it just it just never happened. Uh, yeah. Waste of a pick then and and I think it was a waste of a pick now. Uh, looking back at it, obviously, uh, but I—I I mean, guys, Chris Jackson, kind of—I was kind of shocked about that. Yeah, one. yeah,
0: that's a good one too. That's—I didn't know. One.
1: I know you didn't have a great camp. Uh, he was banged up, but what did he play last season? He—I mean, he—he he made some plays for the team.
0: He wasn't bad. Yeah, I didn't think he was bad. Did Theo Jackson surprise you at all?
1: He didn't have a great camp and a great—he didn't not really,
0: and he got hurt.
1: It's a great story. And maybe they stick, you know, he sticks on a practice squad, but it, it's not surprising. There's
0: a good chance he might be there's, practice squad. I could be wrong, yeah, but I think there's a chance.
2: It's just going to depend on if they think they can develop him, right? Um, Josh Kalu uh, sticking over Chris Jackson, I, I thought was was really interesting. Um, obviously, Josh Josh Kalu is is one of those guys that we've seen make some incredible plays uh, in the past, right? But um, yeah, I mean the the fact that you know, Chris Jackson is gone. I think that's a guy you have to bring back on the practice squad, though, right? Like, I don't think he's a guy that's going to get picked up anywhere else. uh, But he's a guy that knows this system, um, and we know he can contribute. I think, and I understand the Titans just traded a seventh-round
1: pick for this guy, but Tyree Gillespie, why trade for him if you're just going to cut him a few weeks later?
0: Depth, dude. you You need a DB depth.
2: Yeah, and... From what I read today, that that was conditional, so that that it's null and void yeah. now. Yeah,
1: one. I stand corrected.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> which is smart. I mean, that's how you should when you're making a you know a late late preseason trade like that. That's the way to do it, right? So good on J Rob for for making the smart call. But you know, another guy that they did trade for made it, and that's Hugo Hugo Um He's it, I, he's been kind of nice, honestly. He made some plays in that third preseason yeah. game. Uh he was he was he kind of uh it felt like he was always kind of in the right spot, which is what you want out of a cornerback. Um uh co- say, I say cornerback, he's technically a safety, but he's going to play that nickelback role I think in Tennessee, so um I, yeah, I, I think that was that seems to have been worth the trade.
0: Do you do you think that that's a guy that could possibly take over that Dan Kruczek role on second and third downs?
2: I mean, you would think I, kind of, of, I mean, I kind of think just based on where they were kind of playing him in, in the preseason. I wonder if that's going to be Lonnie Johnson,
0: possibly. Good point. Good point. Dang man, Ugo Amadi's is only twenty five years old. Yeah, I'm excited for Lonnie Johnson.
2: I really am. I am too.
0: Hey, he already he's he a, already tweeted he already tweeted yeah. and said, thank God I'm a Titan. Yeah. I
2: think he can he's be excited to be here.
1: Secondary. Uh, let's talk about the guys who do make the roster. Let's go. Let's go through, and, and we'll kind of go position by position to see if we were in any shock. And I think we'll, at the beginnings where we'll kind of, kind of, you know, stop. Uh, yeah. Quarterbacks: Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis. Yeah. We talked about it for a couple weeks now. I thought they were keeping two quarterbacks all along, and I thought this was the right choice.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I think Brett was the last man standing uh, out of the three of us in the in the Logan yeah, Woodside room, but. He, he even, you know, kind of threw his, his uh, hat into the ring at the end there uh, <laughs> when we did our roster projections. Um, yep. Yeah, it's 100% the right right call, not not just based on how Logan Woodside played in the preseason, but just the quick and and um, I think kind of incredible growth we've seen from Malik uh, through the preseason, through, you know, from rookie camp to, to now, um, for him to – Get to a point where he's supplanting a guy that's been here for so many years already. Uh, I think that's massive, and and you know looks really positive for his future with the team.
0: It's says a lot about Malik's growth. I think honestly, yeah, more than anything.
1: Let's talk about. I mean, the NFL is buzzing over him right now. He's all over the social media for the NFL, Instagram. Yeah, we're loving the Bleacher Report. Yeah, like the,
2: the actual NFL accounts. It is. They are. Yeah. I mean,
1: they had. A, they made a highlight package just for his place in the preseason. pre-season. Yeah, they're all about him. I love it. Uh, and, and again, I've been a lot of friends have been. I've got a lot of texts after the game, they're saying, you know, Woodside should be quarterback, two. He should be the backup quarterback. And, and to me, it was about why, what, yeah. what, what has Logan Woodside shown anybody to say that if Ryan Any... needs to be out two, three, four weeks, you're comfortable yeah. with Logan Woodside leading the team over a guy of like Malik Willis, who's flashy, he's got the mobility he's athletic. He's got a stronger arm. Yes. He's a rookie. Yes. He's raw. But if you think this guy could be the future of your franchise, why waste any reps on Logan? Yeah. Woodside?
2: I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a big believer in trial by fire. Um, and if, if there's a circumstance where Tannehill is out, Malik's the guy I went out there anyway, because I oh, want him friends. learning on the fly. I want him going through that trial by fire. Um, I to your point, Austin. I've in in all of his years here. I've never seen anything from Logan Woodside uh, that would make me comfortable if Ryan Tannehill had to be out, out a couple games, but especially this offseason, season, like he's he's been bad. Like he was a bad quarterback in the preseason. I understand? He was playing that you know with the with the worst of the worst offensive linemen. You know, at the end of the game and stuff, but. That that dude didn't show me a single thing. I mean, that touchdown scramble—like, who cares? You know, it, he didn't show me a single thing that made me think that I would ever be comfortable with him at quarterback. I, I think I th- maybe it was just a matter of time that the Titans were
1: waiting on until they found their maybe future quarterback or a, a better qu- uh, QB two than Logan Woodside. He was never the long-term answer.
0: So I think I think what did it for me was honestly. Cause like I said, I was kind of the, the last man standing on that with him being on the roster. But what did it for me was the Arizona game when you didn't see him come into the game until like, there was like three minutes left, four minutes left. Like Chris said, time that basically meant nothing. And so they, they let Malik pretty much do the whole thing by himself. And then still like, honestly, Malik was just better. And, and there were times where I thought that it would be Logan because they wanted Malik to learn from him. They Felt more comfortable with Logan possibly starting, but honestly Malik's just a, a straight up better quarterback and that's what they rolled with.
1: I agree. And I'm excited for Malik. Um I still think Chris is going to be wrong on his prediction before the year of how many yeah, snaps. I
2: mean, I, I do too. I'm, I'm 100% certain at this point that I'm wrong on that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've i said all along, I hope we see some packages for him. Yeah. I just didn't okay, think hey. prior to preseason week one that that was going to happen and – I mean that, like I said, we've seen tremendous growth from him yeah. in three, three, four. Even weeks. real
1: quick before you, get, like even the practice clips. If you guys remember, it might have been before even the Baltimore game, of him coming to his left and throwing on the run. There's yeah. a I forget who tweeted it might have been Buck, but that sloppy throw. It was Herndon. That, it was Herndon. Mike. Two and a half, three yeah. weeks later, he does the same throw and it looks so much more.
2: Yeah. 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 And I, and I text all at that time. I was like, he has to get better foot placement and he has to control his lower body, and he's doing that. Like, those are things that he's implemented into his, into his body control that I, I think have been tremendous for him.
0: Do you think – could you see it all – I mean, we'll see probably four or five times a year, maybe three or four times a year, the King Cat, obviously, inside the five-yard line. When they get inside the 15, I mean, put him in there. I mean, you, you think – Think about
1: those play action. Uh, I'm sorry, those read zone reads that they do with tangible, Yeah.
0: Take like that, yeah. put that now, oh, you oh are talking gosh, about that. Know I want to see fire a fired in there.
2: I want to see a 70 yard bomb. I, I want
0: that's all I was. Wondering. Yeah, that's all I wanna see. I,
2: you know, I want to. I want to going into halftime. You know, 10 seconds left on the clock. Package for Malik Willis.
1: He makes Dude, it look so easy.
0: I want it to trailing. Yeah.
1: I'm glad he's anything. Nicely, man. I was excited for that. I
0: am too. I am too. Dude, hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, we're way far away. I'm not making any comparisons. I'm not doing any of this because he's got a trailer, has got a long ways to go. I'll say, it, Brett. <laughs> I'm not. But the way, well, I, I guess I kind of am. But the way he, when he caught that ball across the middle, went around the tackler, I was kind of like, dude, you know what? I look like the way that AJ did it. And that's the first I mean, thing that popped it, my head when he caught it, made the turn. I was like, dude, that, that kind of looked like the way AJ did it. It did. And I, I'm I not going to lie, it kind of got me excited.
1: Even even their college highlights look so similar, in just the way yeah. they play. The- not, dude,
0: yeah. do they not? He's so physical.
1: Time will tell, boys. Time will tell. All right, let's, let's run through these. Um, running back definitely surprised me um, a little yeah. bit. Derrick Henry, Dontre Hilliard. Hassan. Five. They keep Julius Chestnut and Torrey Carter. Now, here's my thinking on this. I think you keep Julius Chestnut right now until you find now your fifth wide receiver or you go find another linebacker or whatever the case may be, another tackle that you like, a a lineman that's going to fill depth. I think Julius Chestnut right now is probably your 52nd or 53rd guy on the roster. So I think he is definitely not the lock to be there on September 11th.
0: I agree, dude. I, I wasn't I wasn't that big of a chestnut guy in the first place. I know he was kind of the, the camp heartthrob and all that, but I was never that big on him in the first place. So, I was honestly – I was surprised to see it because, to me, that spot is what goes over David DeNinia staying on the team. And I would honestly – personally, I would rather switch that, but that's just me.
1: You remember Makai Sargent last year? We fell in love with him. Like, he actually had yeah. a – I think we all thought chestnut could be
2: that, but he wasn't, and he made But he team. wasn't. Over yeah, I agree. See, I
0: just say
2: I'm just going to disagree with both of y'all, you, you guys. I thought Chestnut was the best running back on the field I, I, in the preseason.
1: There was nothing flashy about it. He had some good runs, but I mean, nothing memorable.
2: I mean, the touchdown after the fumble was pretty memorable, or the the long run. Sorry, it was the long run after the 35 yard run after sure. the fumble. The thing, that was a way to bounce back.
0: For, I agree. The thing for Chestnut about me though was like, like when we saw David and Ennio, you're like. Something popped about him. You're like, hey, dude, that guy can make some plays. You can see him on special teams. You can make him see him some plays. Not much as I see Julius Chestnut and be like, hey, dude, that guy could be RB2 or RB3. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the thing for me. Like, like, is he an NFL player? Obviously, because he's on a roster, but like, like there's just nothing to, about him that popped out to me.
2: I think he's a guy that they knew somebody would sweep up if they let him walk right now. Um, but it's but, probably, but are it's you probably gonna, a are you situation. I mean, it's probably a situation where maybe they're hoping that, like, like Austin saying he's uh, he's the next cut, and they're hoping that you know maybe with this first wave dying down, they'll be able to get him through to the is to he, the practice is squad. Is he
0: is he your kickoff return man? Uh,
1: possibly, yes. I, I would agree with that. Him or Kyle Phillips,
0: <sighs> bro. I would feel I would be nervous about putting Kyle Phillips on there. With punts and being on offense yeah. as well. Is there just, anybody any
1: any I DB? just want Kyle on punts? Yeah, any DB that would make sense. I mean, what's it was Amadi speed? Trey. Well,
0: hey, we had Amadi could do it, honestly, if he's done it before. We actually, I think we had our kickoff return, man, and now all of a sudden he's on IR. So
1: it's very true. All right, let's dive into that though. They keep five wide receivers: Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akina, Charlie Burks, Racing McMath, and Kyle Phillips. Uh Racing McMath was um, announced today that he's going to go to IR for a hip injury, so he'll miss four games to start the year. That hurts. So now the Titans are left with four receivers at the moment, seven total pass catchers.
0: That's rough, dude. That's rough. Because obviously we're not exp- – I mean, he wasn't going to be amazing, but he added – the way he looked in the preseason, he added some good depth to this receiving core.
1: I, I never thought that. They keep more than six. I, pre- I predicted five on all roster predictions. I didn't think Dez would make it. I was not a Mason, Kenzie, stand. Cody Hollister was never making this team.
0: Titans Facebook is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cody
2: Hollister stands.
0: No, Mason Kenzie stands. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't I haven't met a Cody Hollister stand. Cody, Cody Hollister, Hollister
2: lo- Cody Hollister looks like Charlie Whitehurst out there with that, that yes. Flow.
0: Cody Hollister was leading receiver in the New England game last year. That's true. That's true. That again. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think
1: the Titans are in trouble right now, wide receiver, in in a bad way. Uh, Chris, I know you wanted to talk about real quick. There's was rumor that the Giants could possibly um, be trading Darius Slayton. What do your yeah, thoughts on that?
2: That's a guy okay. I, I I would love to see John Robinson try to make a move for. Obviously, I think it you know depends on the price tag. Um, but I think he could come in here and contribute fairly, fairly quickly. Um, the only thing is, I mean, I th- I think the top four set like I think the top four wide receivers are are Burks, Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akina, and Kyle Phillips. Agreed. But injuries, man. If you have an injury to any of those those four, like what are you doing pulling Mason kenzie off the practice squad?
0: You're um, going to have to Reggie, I think. Reggie
2: Robertson off the practice squad. Like you have to have another guy on this roster, yeah. At least until week four when Racy's healthy, or sorry, week five.
0: Even at, at that point, man. I, I, I personally, I just feel more comfortable with six than I do five.
2: Yeah. I, all, yeah, I'm always, I'm always the guy that wants six or six or seven wide receivers on a roster. I know this yeah. isn't a team that that throws it heavy, but. Um, especially the the thing is, we also there's a quarterback in Tennessee that loves to spread it out, spread spread it around. Like Tannehill's not going to be one of those guys that just throws it to Burks or Woods every single time. Like no. all these guys are going to be involved, and the the fact that I mean, it's it's I think that's the biggest concern is this team is one wide receiver injury away from some bad players being out on the field if they don't try to get David, it anymore.
0: Agreed, Chris. I agree.
1: Darius Slayton had a great quote today. He said, if the Rams call them and they're like, hey, we'll give you Aaron Donald for Darius Slayton, I'd make that trade too. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, tight ends, no surprise. Austin Hooper, Jeff Swain, Chicka Center's Ben Jones, Corey Levin. Guards, Aaron Brewer, Nate Davis, Jamarco Jones, Tackles, Taylor LeJuan, Nicholas Petit Ferrer, Dylan Raidens, and Dennis Daly, the newest Titan, Dennis Daly. Uh Titan sent a fifth round pick to the Panthers for Dennis Daly, a veteran, uh kind of a swing man. He kind of he played a few positions on the line. Um, but I think they'll he'll make his home at tackle.
2: Um, I think so too. So um do you do you guys see them bringing in one more offensive lineman?
0: I can see it. Yeah, I yeah. can see it. I mean,
1: there's a few names out there that 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 make a little sense. For the Titans to to go to go grab, and I think, you know, I may, I mentioned Julius Chestnut as one of those, the 52nd, 53rd guy on the on the roster. I think, um, you know, is Kevin Strong, the 53rd guy. I mean, who who's that?
2: Yeah. I mean. Uh, honestly, i I think out of the current offensive line group, obviously, not, excluding Dennis Daly because we don't know what he's gonna look like in Tennessee. But I mean, I think the weakest link right now is Jamarco Jones, just because of his his injuries and and stuff like that during the preseason. like he did not contribute uh, in any significant way. So, but we do know that that's a guy that Rabel loves. Um so you know, I, I I expect that's a guy he wants to continue investing in. But I mean, if there's a decent offensive lineman that that you think can be a a solid backup out there, you I think he's the one you got to replace if you're if you're just replacing one of your offensive linemen.
1: I think John and John and Mike are both on the under the impression of it's business first. We like you as a person, yeah. but it's, it's business. Yeah. You get the best guy available. Agreed. Um, all right, D line. They keep seven. Kind of shocking. I think I had That's six online. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Kevin Strong was the one kind of the outlier here. The other ones you kind of could have predicted these guys make the roster. Jeffrey Simmons, shocker. Danico Autry. Yeah. Pierre Tart, Naquan Jones, Demarcus Walker, Kevin Strong, and then Deshaun Hand. Kind of happy to see that. Uh, linebacker. Sucks a big merch, though. Yeah, it does. It does suck for merch.
2: I think he yeah. Just I, I, I'm – as you were just saying, I don't think Kevin Strong's here. Uh, week one. I don't even, uh, there's a good chance. Of... I feel like keeping, you know, I think uh, we've talked about it before. I think they see Danico as a guy that they can kind of split between D-line and edge. Um, Agreed. But
0: if he, if he starts practicing.
2: Uh, yeah, very true. And maybe, maybe that's why there's extra bodies there. Mm-hmm. Um, may, I mean, could we see another guy like Danico go on, or right off the bat. Like, I hope Man, not. I hope not, dude. I hope
0: yeah, not. Hey, But we're going to start finding out soon what the injuries are, though. Yep.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Linebackers, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Zach Cunningham, David Long, Rashad Weaver, Ola Danny, Dylan Cole, and Chance Campbell. And then, you, of course, you have Monty Rice on PEP right now. Uh, quarterbacks, Christian Fulton. And I guess linebackers, guys, there's no real surprise there at all. No, yeah, The, none the all. surprises are the guys not there.
2: I think, in my opinion, but
1: Joe Jones, yeah. Jack Gibbons, kind of the only guys that you, you would say that you know should be there. Um, cornerbacks: Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley, Roger McCurry, Elijah Moulton, Ugo Amati, and Trey Avery. I'm kind of shocked by the Trey Avery thing, to be honest.
2: Yeah, um, I I mean, it seems like I, I didn't really, I you know, I agree with you. Also. I didn't really see much out of him in the preseason, but I've seen some guys on on Twitter talking about how. How solid he performed in the preseason. So, I mean, maybe there's something I'm missing there, but okay. I don't really get that one. Just uh, Chris Jackson, or I he's mean, also how... a 25 year old rookie. I, I looked that up today. So what? Yeah, that's kind of view as Joe's junior.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: Yeah. Uh, Safety hey, who, up...
0: who all of a sudden is going to be like wide receiver, like two in Chicago. Nuts. That's a, about... a that's a tough look. Nuts to think about. Sorry, I mean I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: You good? Uh, Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker, Lonnie Johnson Jr., Josh Kalou, and AJ Moore at safety. Now, nah, no real shocker there. I think the only one is you know you Theo Jackson that I think a lot of Titans fans, t- the Titans slash Vols fans, wanted him to st- stick around.
0: He could be yeah, on the Titans squad though.
2: I'm, I'm I'm kind of like weirdly excited for Lonnie Johnson Jr. I, I am too. I'm serious. Like I don't. I mean, I don't know what it is. I I liked him coming out, but obviously he kind of he's flamed out with two teams to this point. Um, but I even saw he. So uh, Brett mentioned earlier how he tweeted about he. Thank God I'm a Titan or something like that. But mm-hmm. one of the first replies to that was like, "Thank God the Texans play you twice a year," Um <laughs> from a Texans fan, obviously. Um, so you know I think. Uh, I, I don't really know what – I have I really liked what I saw, especially in preseason game three. He seemed like a guy that was kind of uh, all over the all over the field. He's made a couple big plays in the preseason. So, he's a guy I'm excited for. He seems
0: – he seems rejuvenated is what he seems like to me. Yeah. Happy and fun and ready to play football again.
1: And that's what I'm kind of getting at. I hope he's a smart plug. And this is kind of two different situations. But the time where um, Jonathan Cyprian got hurt in training camp and they go and get a – Jim,
2: Kenny,
1: yeah. It's not even it kind of. It's a totally different situation, but it was a spark plug for that defense, and he was a difference maker right away. Yeah. Dude, shots can wow. be on the field. He can make that kind of impact.
0: That's a great point, man. We've been kind of blessed at safety these last couple of years with that. Honestly, yeah. I'm
1: just it's a, a good guy. Good point. It's That's a mark. really good point. And yeah, uh, J. Rob finds him. All right, then the specialist. No real shockers here. Just Man, doing. except
0: just one sad story, that's
1: all. Sad story. Uh, long snapper Morgan Cox, punter Ryan Stonehouse, and kicker Randy Bullock. And I kind of, I guess, you know, segue into to that situation, guys. We have seen I, – I think I saw the tweet. There's been three punters in Titans history, and there's one in between, a guy that punted just for a short stint. Do y'all know his name?
0: me about Trevor Daniel? No, oh, maybe I'm wrong then. Trevor well, Trevor only punted for like one game though, so I wouldn't count him.
2: Yeah, Johnny Townsend punted for a game I think last year. Well, tweet was wrong then.
0: <laughs> I didn't tweet. No, but no, no, but but yours could still be right because there. Who,
1: who was, was who was I the guess guy? I, it might have been a tweet. It was in between Hendrick and Kern. There was a guy in between.
2: Yeah, them. Hendrick. There had yeah. yeah, there had to have been because Kern got picked I up off Kern waivers. took
0: over for Hendrick.
1: There's a guy. No. In mm-hmm. there was a
2: guy for at least a few games in between. I think.
0: Oh man, that would have been two thousand two thousand nine two thousand nine. Yeah. Um. Let's but, see. Because he played. He played for Denver for a year. I think he was on their practice squad.
1: Yeah. That's beside the point, man. It was. It, it's so sad to see a guy like him go. But I think. Current. Yeah. I think the positive about this, though, is that. J. Rob's had misses. I've got, I've got the name.
2: Who is it? Reg- I found it. Too. Reggie Hodges. Yeah, so it was. Yeah,
1: yeah. J. Rob's had misses. He's had hits, but I think the one thing that he's always consistent on is he gets rid of players at the right time.
0: When it's, I
1: completely agreed. And this is yeah. this is one of situations as hard as it is to see Brett Kern go, it makes total sense. I think Brett knew. Mar- it. I think Brett. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's why Brett was so. Understanding and a forgiving of the situation, there was no bad blood, and I don't think you ever would have got Brett bad, bad, bad blood or any beef from Brett Carr. There wasn't, there wouldn't yeah. have been a, a, a massive no.
2: Um, and that, and that's not to say he doesn't, you know, sign with Buffalo and have a good season. Oh, but, he's gonna have,
0: wherever he goes, he's gonna have a good season. But he's not
2: washed for the money he was making and for the contributions that Ryan Stonehouse can bring to the team, it was an easy decision.
1: Thirteen great fucking years i'll go ahead and say that oh my gosh yeah. dude.
2: i mean forever forever mvp as the, we tweeted out
0: the best pwner in titans history not even close well, he, easily I,
2: I, guys i'll be yeah.
1: honest he's a ring of honor type of player
0: i i, I agree would, uh i
2: would i wish he would retire today and put him in the ring of honor tomorrow. as
1: crazy it is to say and, and i wanted to tweet this out but i was like i might get some shit for this i'd love to get y'all's feedback you think about the top ten players in just Titans
0: history. No, you yeah. can say it. Oh, you he's can there. Kearns on the night. I, I think probably yeah. nine or ten, but he's definitely there. If you go I through, mean, listen, actually, whenever
2: – the Titans went through, obviously, a very bad period of football, and, and he was a part of those teams. Whenever the punter is the best player on a roster for, like, five straight years, dude, he the, was the punter's legitimately,
0: special. He was legitimately the MVP for, like, five straight years of the team. Like, and it wasn't even a question. The
1: offense could average a field position of on the 19-yard line, but he would flip that in a heartbeat, or the defense. Yeah. Have would, you would, ever would,
0: seen a punter cause such a social media firestorm like he did yesterday?
1: I mean, he was a menace on the field
2: at times. It man. was
0: a national story.
2: It's yeah. sad, but. It's man. also um, one of my favorite facts that I saw. He's the only player that has played for all Titans head coaches. That's wild. Saw that. That's Saw wild, that.
0: man. Is it not, dude? It's
2: pretty cool. It's crazy looking look around the locker room now of, of who
1: used to be here in hey. back in those, in those days, and it's just Lawan now, man. Yeah. LaWan is the only player on this roster that had – I been- mean, yeah. but there's a reason for that.
2: Yeah. Those rosters were bad.
0: Bro, <laughs> if you want to hear another wild stat, Dave McGinnis, the Titans, Titans radio color analyst, legendary guy. He was still coaching the Titans when Brett Kern joined the team. Wow. That seems like that, that was ages, wild. ages ago. He was I didn't know that. That's a stat. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah.
1: No, man, but we salute you, Brett Kern. Best of luck. Absolutely. Whatever. Personally, I'd love to see you retired. There's no need for you to go play anymore. You've done all you can for this league, for the, you know, for your legs. Rest up, buddy.
2: Go go, go, hey, dude. Go make do Go tour. to
1: Buffalo. Stay home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, go get ready for the Champions Tour. Yeah, stay
2: home. Yeah, dude. No, Go do it. He's he's no. good enough. He'll be out there. So. I've
0: played. Yeah, dude. I've played. I've played golf with him, dude. He's definitely good enough to give it a run. Yeah. I love hey, but knock it. on knock on wood, real quick. I could not be more excited for Ryan Stonehouse. Knock on wood, but. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think that's something too. You are taking a massive risk by getting rid of what you know and and taking on of you know, what if. <laughs> The man, thing the league, is though, though, man. For me, the, the
0: thing is though is is the one the one that you're getting rid of when he sits there and says, "I've only seen three or four guys hit a ball like that." That says something.
2: Is is and as long as Kern's been doing it, know. you know, right? That legitimizes Stonehouse a lot in my eyes. Uh, he, he he was already and legit because but...
0: they bring they bring kickers in every single year, and it's never really a competition because you you know you got your guy. But also, like a couple weeks ago, when they said, "Hey, Karen, when did you know this was going to be a competition?" He said, "Day one of mini camp in April when I saw him hit he a said, ball." He said, "When I saw him kick the so. first
2: ball." I mean, yeah, wow. That
0: says something. That means that Stonehouse is one of those guys that when he like like golfers, like when you hear a certain guy hit a ball, it just sounds different. That's the same thing with Stonehouse; it just looks different, it feels different, which makes me excited, honestly.
2: We got some thick boys at uh, on, in the kicking squad now. We're doing Randy. <laughs> Stonehouse is built. He's built like a brick house. There's some Bro, sort you- of joke
1: out there that we're missing. We haven't put it together together yet. But when you have Big Dick Randy, you have Morgan Cox, and you have Ryan, <laughs> Stone- you have Ryan Stonehouse. There's a joke to be made. I just don't know what it is yet.
0: For Austin, Austin, you'll you'll really understand this. But and Chris, you probably will too. But does he not look like a mix of Cameron Smith and Morgan Wallen put together? I could see it. Yeah. I could- I mean, I really think so, honestly. That's just it. Right, uh, I'm,
1: I'm excited about Ryan Stonehouse. He had a great yeah. of the night, man. I mean, it, it was one of those – I think that kind of welcomed him to the team, the, the entire stadium for those – I was there at the game. Yeah. Everyone stood up, applauded Ryan Stonehouse for that punt. I mean, the the the, the team went crazy for him. It was cool to see. Hey,
0: week one, week one against the Giants, his first punt. If it's awesome, he will already be beloved by the fan base. Right. One hundred percent.
1: I think that's a that's a part of the team that you know we don't talk about much on this podcast. But if Ryan Stonehouse can be as good as Brett Kern was in any form, form of capacity, and Rainey Bullock can be as accurate as he was last season, we've heard nothing but great things about him in camp so far. We you know, Rables buzzing about him. If those yeah. two can be solid week in and week out, we'll be okay. Yeah. I, really, I mean, really I'm nervous. But underrated yeah. aspect of this team that we're not talking about.
0: Yeah, I agree. If,
1: if if Randy can hit some consistent 35, 40 yarders week after week and, you know, put three, six Dude, points. If,
0: if, Randy, if Randy can start, like, well, he does make them a lot of times, so and I'll come again. But, like, if he can roll in a couple more of those 52, 53 yarders, man, I mean, you're talking about a, just a great special teams unit.
1: The shit we don't need is one of these Cairo Santos
0: years where you're, you're having Dude, a – all Don't even say acres. it. Don't even say that's it. Hey, Santoso's that. on the market again. He got. He just got waved again. Pass. I'm good. He got special. And, get it to and you know, with,
2: with Randy, the other thing to think about is his holder is, is Rhinestone House now. So. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: that's, that's, chemi- obviously, they've been doing a lot through preseason together, which is really good, but that's chemistry that's going to have to continue to develop as well.
1: So I want to talk about some other guys that's, you know, on the market now, like you just mentioned. Um, Brett, we kind of talked about it for a second, but I kind of want to just hit it a little bit more of the wide receiver room and how yeah that is at the moment. All right, a couple guys that got cut today that I'm intrigued by um, at least have some interest in. I mean, these are probably some of the only few guys that would make sense for the Titans beside Derrick Slayton. Um, and the Titans have they're, – they're, they're pretty dead on and in, in last in the pecking order for the waiver wire. They're 26th. Yep. So they're going to have to make sure these guys fall to them to get any sort of – um, chance at him, but Tyler Johnson got cut from the Bucks. Um, it was a very, very crowded uh wide receiver room in in Tampa. I don't know what they do with their wide receivers. Why? Why do they need so many?
0: That's weird, it. dude. It's very odd
1: to me why they have so many. Like, why do you need Julio? You have so.
0: Most- I think that's just a weird roster in general. Like, I, mean, I don't, I don't understand them this year, honestly.
2: Who's their like fifth or sixth wide receiver now? Is it Scotty Miller? Is it Scotty Miller? Scotty yeah. Miller, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean that's depth. So it is
1: is it not, dude? Yeah. Uh, t- personally I think I would rather have Tyler Johnson or Scotty Miller unless you just you you really want him. Yeah. Well I guess I mean, Brady, different,
2: different kind of receivers. I was gonna so. say Brady loves a slight guy. He does, yeah. Loves a slight
1: guy. Uh Kiki Kuti, uh used to be in Houston. Did Rabel mm-hmm. coach him? Was River with him? Good
0: mm-hmm. question.
1: That it's was possible. my that was my
0: connection with it that
1: the Titans would have any sort of um, Interesting, Kiki, was because of that.
0: Kiki Kuti, he was there in 2018, so no, Raber wouldn't have, I don't think.
1: And so then Preston Williams from the Dolphins got cut today as
0: well. I'm okay with going after Preston Williams.
1: So those are three guys that I saw. I could could be missing a few, um, but – the Titans do something with receiver. Do they bring back the guys already they, they know they had in Reggie Roberson or somebody like that, or they go find somebody else who's kind of more
2: you – know, um, You know who was – you know who wasn't with the Texans with Kiki was Tim Kelly. Good right. point. Connection. Good point. Yeah. Yep.
0: If I'm being honest, man, knowing the Titans, I think they'd go back to Cody Hollister and Mason Kinsey, and just ride that for two or three weeks until Racy can come back, if I'm being honest.
1: If they go and sign Cameron Batson, I'm going to lose my shit.
0: You know what? That's a great point. I didn't think about that either. I could see it.
1: I'll lose my shit. I'm
0: not, I'm not lying. I really could.
1: No, I'm not either. I'll lose my shit. <laughs> That's not who you need to go sign. It's Cameron Batson.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, it did uh... – Hey, man. Chester Rogers, is he still in Houston or did they let him go?
1: Marcus Johnson's a free agent now.
2: Yeah,
0: Mojo yep. got cut today. Who honestly who honestly would have played a big role in the offense last year had he not gotten hurt?
2: hmm We'll see. But again, yeah, just a guy you can't I mean, I'm I'm a huge Mojo fan. It's just a guy you can't depend on to stay healthy.
1: And it sucks that McMath got hurt
2: because I think he actually would have had
1: yeah, man. the first, you know, a couple weeks of the season. I think he had a, a, a yeah. decent role in that offense. So hopefully- Chester Rogers
0: was cut. Yeah.
2: Is there a deep threat out there that you could see? Uh, you could see Titans trying to go after. I mean,
1: Deshaun Jackson's a free agent.
2: Mm.
1: OBJ. I love OBJ, but what well, I mean, when's, when's he healthy? When's he one hundred percent? Is it?
0: Well, you know, here is the thing. Here is the thing too. In any way, does he fit into this offense? No, I don't think so either.
2: At
1: this point, it's just a name. Because,
0: because if anything, he's taken away from what Kyle Phillips is probably going to do. So
1: the offense he was in in L.A. was his offense. That's it, yeah.
0: And honestly, I would not be surprised if he goes back there. I wouldn't either. I really wouldn't.
2: Titans have what? I think $13 13 in in cash to to make some stuff happen. Though if they want, you can
0: make yeah, you can make some signings,
2: but yeah, I don't think they will. Though
1: a a dream for me, I know it's not going to happen. A dream for me would be trading for Tyler Boyd.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Then then your one, two, three is set.
2: Yeah.
1: Just in in a crowded wide receiver room in Cincinnati. We, I mean, we know he's the odd man out. He used to be the guy, but he, we know he's the odd man out now. It's T. Higgins <laughs> and Jamar Chase yep. for the three, four years.
0: Yeah. I mean, because then at that point, because you talk about the depth in Tampa, then at that point, you're talking about NWI as your four, which is pretty nice to me, honestly.
1: I trade a three for Tyler Boyd in a heartbeat. I might trade a two yeah. for. Real. Pushing I, it. Pushing it. I
0: feel like the wide receiver room would have to be desperate to trade a two for him. Pushing it, but
1: all right, boys. I want to wrap up with our favorite part of this of the show. Uh name that let's do title. it. Let's do it. So I did some digging and I said, you know what? I think I found one. Um okay. I'll be surprised. Said the same thing last week. I hope I did. I hope you I hope you guys guessing. Uh, but we shall see. He's got one stat that I think is kind of wild, to, to be honest. Okay.
0: Um,
1: all right, but this guy played college football at the University of Oklahoma.
2: Okay. Adrian Peterson. I
1: guess it's Oklahoma University. <laughs> Oklahoma that was U. good,
0: Chris.
2: Oh, you boomer sooner. All right, Brett, and
1: the guess.
0: Demarco Murray.
1: Oh, two good guesses. Okay. Both- yeah. What's wrong? Uh. He played four seasons with the Titans.
0: Okay. Go ahead to the next one.
2: Andre Wolfault. Did he play at Oklahoma? Ooh.
0: No, I don't think he did play for Oklahoma. Did he? He did play for like three or four years. Did Austin? Chris got it. Wow. Yes. Wow, Chris. Chris got it. Nice. Oh, wow, that was Listen good. to this
1: stat, though, that I found on him. He has three career interceptions, okay?
0: I guess it would have been more than that.
1: All of them, or I all three, were thrown by David Carr. <laughs>
2: what? Are you serious? How weird is that? He had David Carr's number.
1: Three career interceptions, all by David Carr, I yeah.
0: see. I knew he didn't play for long with us, but I didn't know that he went to Oklahoma, so that's Oklahoma on me. Oklahoma
1: drafted by the Titans in the first round in 2003. Andre, we'll, focus. well done, Chris. Don't call him well the done. biggest bust in Titans history. Appreciate it. I don't think it's close.
0: I don't think so. No. All right, so Chris, you got no, I think that's
2: uh, that's Isaiah Wilson, no, biggest bust
0: in Titans history. Facts. Jake Locker, but. Hey, I'm, you've gotten in trouble over that poor man. Austin. You might want to be easy with that. You
2: have. You
0: have.
2: <laughs> we're never going to get Nate Washington on this podcast with this I'll never. Um. Yeah, so I've got one now. Austin, Austin had uh, one over us. Brett, you got to get the next one.
0: I know I got to be better
2: next week.
1: I'm, I'm impressed, Chris. The only two guesses—I mean, they weren't. Yeah. easy get or easy hands by any means.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was obviously. Um... I'm a Texas fan, so I, I tend to, I tend, to know, I, I tend to know. Good point. know most of the Oklahoma players that have hit this roster, so Chris
0: but is, Chris is cheating, actually. Then, so I mean, yeah. guys,
1: I think, I think to end the podcast on this, I think it's positive news that football is officially back. It started. this yes. and Vandy got the huge
2: dub. Yeah, oh, dude, on. huge dub. Got, Vandy real, might get an SEC win this year.
1: Hey, if you yeah, look SEC, at Cindy right now, they are, SEC they, are, they, are, they are first in the SEC. All right, I'm going I'm I'm yeah, to – Let's just see
0: if a ball starts on Thursday Sweat? night, Austin.
1: Pretty good. Oh, against Ball State?
2: <laughs> huh? Is that against Ball yeah, State? Yeah,
0: you know it. You know it.
2: Have you and uh, – Brett, have you and Blaine made a bet on the game yet?
0: Uh, we have not, but Slay and Blaine have been talking about it. So, uh-huh. uh, okay. I would like to make one, though. I just don't know what it would be, because there's no telling what Blaine would would want to bet on. So. <laughs>
1: Lunch. you just saying lunch. That's the
0: easiest Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: Something easy. Uh, College football's back this Saturday. So excited. Some really good slate of games. Really, really good slate of games. And then this time next Tuesday. Go ahead.
0: This is – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this is one of, like, the best week one college football schedules I've seen in a long time. I mean, you got Utah, Florida. You got Notre Dame, uh, Ohio State. Um, There's another one. There's another great game in there too, man. Uh, It's just – it's going to be a good – it's going to be a good week of college football. Real good. I'm
1: excited. This time next week, we will finally be previewing the first regular season game of the year. Titans, Giants. I'm
2: stoked. And it's also the episode where we'll be making bold predictions. It's true. I guess I,
0: I'm
1: hitting on, like, two of them this year. That's my bold prediction for my bold predictions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hitting, I'm hitting on two of them this year.
0: Uh, hey, we'll see me, and, uh, me and Chris – or is it me and Chris or me and Austin? Me and Austin already got one up on Chris, though, because me and Austin both projected uh, 48 correct players on the roster. Chris only got 47.
2: That's correct. Yeah.
0: So really the score is one one one. I got the player <laughs> name correct and me and Austin got one. Okay.
1: <laughs> all right. We appreciate you listening as always. Get us on Twitter at second of victory. You can get our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell your friends to tell their friends. Tell all your Titans friends. They're looking for a podcast. This is the one to listen to. We appreciate your support and listen as always. I'm Austin Nelson for Brett Batcher, for Chris Carter. Tighten up.
2: Tighten up. Tighten up.